Hello. Hello. What's up? What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm ready to to start here. So, welcome to On the Fast Break NBA Talk. I'm Alex, your host, and we're here with Martine. Um, Hi. Today, we're going to go over um, mainly free agency is our main point. Um, but we're also going to go over uh, just briefly um, how Boston made this, like, all, nearly blew out Miami in game three. Um, I wanted to discuss Derek Rose's um, number being potentially hung up in the United Center. And yeah. um, someone asked me uh, to talk about Luca uh, and Trey Young and how they're so young and they're like huge game changers. Um, so let's start with uh, Boston versus Miami. Um, of course, the Celtics won uh, 117-106 with a great first three quarters. Um, they outscored Miami in the first three by about um, 10 in the, like 15 in the first or so, 10 in the second, um, five in the third, and Miami outscored the Boston by like seven in the fourth. Um, Bam Adebayo had 27 points, 16 rebounds, one assist. Um, Jimmy Butler had 17, eight and three. Um, and then Jimmy, or I'm sorry, Jay Crowder and Goran Dragic, Dragic had 10, um, points each. Jay Crowder had six rebounds, five assists. Dragic, one rebound, five assists. Tyler Hero, the rookie, 22 points. Um, with three assists and four rebounds and the rest. Um, Derek Jones Jr., Kelly Olenek, Andre Iguodala, Kendrick Nunn did not play well. Um, you know, they didn't obviously have as much minutes as the guys that I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, they've been putting up better numbers in this, especially Kelly Olenek, who only had three points. Um, and then, so that's two guys. Actually, that's only one guy on the Heat with over 20. Bam Adebayo, incredible game. Um, but uh, four guys on the Celtics had over 20 points. Um, Jalen Brown with 26, 7, and 5. Kemba Walker with 21, 6, and 2. Jason Tatum with 25, 14, and 8. And Marcus Smart with 24 and 6. Um, yeah, I mean... Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Do you, do you want to finish? or No, go ahead, go ahead. All right. I mean, yeah, like you, like you said about the points, I mean... It's hard to see because I think maybe <clears throat> I think that would happen more than the stats, right? That kind of could just not justify, but be the reason behind why even, I mean, Jimmy wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other smaller players who still have a significant role on the team didn't perform. Like normally, I think maybe it got to their head a little, right? Because yeah. this is the second game that they've lost. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, so that confidence kind of made them like ease up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, probably, yeah. Goran Dragic, like the the dragon disappeared. <laughs> I mean, he's been dropping twenty points per game. Here he is putting eleven, one, and five on the board. Um, good point. Yeah, for sure, it could be getting to their heads. But um, for the rest of the Celtics, it kind of fell off. It was like those top four were carrying. Um, Daniel Tice had a pretty good game, eight, seven, and zero. Oh. Um, Gordon Hayward, his first game back from injury, um, he got injured in what the first or second bubble game. Um, ended up putting up six, five, and four, which he was averaging a lot more points during the season. But it's a pretty good amount of rebounds and assists for a small forward. Um, I mean, it's his first game back, so yeah, you gotta blame him. Yeah, um, Brad Wanamaker surprisingly went 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. We've been seeing him do so much better um, during the bubble. Still not like a starting caliber player, um, especially after their win the other night. But, yeah, then Grant Williams 5-1-0 and, oh, and Enos Cantor 4-4-0. Four, four, oh. Yeah. Um, so I'd say the Celtics deserved that victory. Great game from the top four guys. Um, Bam Adebayo tried. Jimmy Butler tried. But, Tyler Harrow tried too. He had, um, I'm sorry. Oh, so earlier I said only one guy with 20 plus points on the Heat. But that was wrong because Tyler Hero had 22. Um, 
So yeah, it was definitely a well-deserved win from uh, yeah from no, Celtics. No question. Yeah. Um. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, not. I don't think the blame is necessarily on anyone. Mm-hmm. I think this the Heat just got kind of complicit, and they just thought that they had this game right. They had the series locked in. Mm-hmm. That it, and I mean it happens. You saw it happening with the Clippers. Same thing. So, yeah. I think. Now you can't really look back in the game like yeah it happens, mm-hmm. and there are nights where even your stars, even Jimmy, isn't gonna be able to give you at least twenty five points, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it it should be really it should be a focal point for them. I think they just need to refocus and get back to it. I don't, I, I, I if I was the in the team, if I was Spolstra, I wouldn't be worried. I think. It was a good. It was kind of good that they they got this game, mm-hmm. kind of basically just to be like, all right, let's not let's not get overconfident, and right that helps them settle in the ground and probably be able to compete more. Mm-hmm. The heat the heat were down by I think it was about twenty if not more by halftime, and they're making they're slowly but steadily making a comeback. If they had another five minutes in this game, it would have been a lot closer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, the Heat are going to learn from this one and come back strong in game four. And the Celtics just were trying their hardest not to go down to 3-0 Heat, which is, um, good for them that they managed to get out of that situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. And I think it shows that this, the series isn't, is going to, isn't going to be, Right, it's not gonna be a sweep, and it's 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 not even gonna be until five. I, I probably think it's gonna last until six or seven. Mm-hmm. And some well fought out games. So yeah, I'm calling. I'm calling six. Yeah, it'll have to be with mentally tougher, you know. Mm-hmm. So if the Heat are able to not get affected by that, their loss, and they're able to say, "All right, let's go take the next two, or let's let's just go let's just go win two more," mm-hmm. then yeah. I think it honestly it just depends on mental strength here. Yeah. I don't think Yeah. And continue. do you think if Gordon Hayward were to get back to his normal self, the Celtics would be able to get back in this and potentially win the series? I mean, I think they're back in it. I don't think I don't think they're not back in it. I think or, the game Yeah. Do you but the game Yeah. I mean, I don't know. To be honest, I, I Gordon Hayward <laughs> since that since that injury in what the start of the 2017-2018 season LeBron's last season in Cleveland, mm-hmm. he got that was a nasty injury that he had on oh, the yeah. on sure. the on the opening day. So it it's gonna take a lot from him, but I think I don't think I don't think he's gonna be a factor in this series just because right he was he 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 was in the bubble, he got injured, and now and that was like two months ago. So mm-hmm. you can't you can't ask him for a bigger role, and yet he's <laughs> still gonna get you a few points on the board and a few rebounds. But I think the, the other guys have to come up bigger if they want to win. He was he on restricted minutes. I didn't notice it. I, he probably was, but um, yeah. anyway, Derek Rose, um, an icon to Chicagoans. Um, I believe that his number will eventually be hung, and if it's not, I I don't know what they're thinking over it, uh, over at the Bulls organization. Opinions? I mean, yeah, no, no. I'm gonna let you speak on this one because when when I came here from Chile that was 20, 2014 so that was 2014 2015 that was probably like his last or uh, second to last year mm-hmm. and he wasn't really doing that much I think he had a buzzer beater mm-hmm. over Cleveland in yeah. the playoffs but that was about it so I, I'm gonna, I think you should take the wheel on this one um so you know Derek Rose is of course an icon to Chicago not only Chicagoans but to the rest of the league um you know, LeBron said after D Rose's, I believe it was forty or fifty point game in Minnesota, um, in the last season. LeBron said, um, even the fallen superheroes get back up. Um yeah. and that's that was really nice of LeBron. That's <laughs> that's actually kinda of when I started to like LeBron, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Wasn't a huge fan of him, um, in his Miami days. Um but yeah, that that was really nice of him, and it definitely gave Derrick Rose a boost. Um, he's yeah. he's I'm not I'm I'm not gonna stop saying it. he's an icon to the city, and he if he weren't injured, I wonder what would have happened if the Bulls would have 
a more recent championship with the team of Derek Rose, Joakim Noah, Carlos Boozer, Lou Aldang. That that many people don't think about it this way, but that was a super team. Um, yeah. That was like one of the best teams in the league. Um, and uh, later on when Jimmy Butler came to Chicago, um, we thought for sure, you know, Jimmy Butler is going to get us back up there and um, tried his hardest but didn't get up there. Um, so Derek Rose, our, our most recent sign of I'm not going to say Jimmy Butler didn't give us real hope for the championship, but Derek Rose was, man, if he didn't get injured, I, I bet we'd have a banner up in in the United Center right now. Yeah. I mean, right. There's a lot of hypotheticals, especially in sports. And yeah, I mean, you can, you can obviously make the case, right. As you said, that was kind of a, not really considered a super team, but look at how it was built. It really was kind of, right? Maybe mm-hmm. a, I wouldn't say like a lethal super team like the like the Warriors with Kevin Durant. Yeah, but definitely definitely considered a contender. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, I know he was the youngest MVP at twenty two. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it happens. I think there's. I think especially for him, he's had a lot of bad luck because it has. He hasn't injured his knee once. It's been several times. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. Still though, he he he's at the legacy, and I think he probably he he probably will get his jersey retired. He's not retired yet, so it'll take it'll take a few more years. But for sure, when he does, it's gonna be in the rafters <clears throat> at United. Yeah. Um. So was it? I feel it was a bad move by Garpex, who are of course fired now um, from the Chicago organization, to let go of Derek Rose in the first place. Um, I think if he weren't let go, he would have bounced back from that injury. Um, of course, the reason why he got injured, um, the second time was because, uh, I'm not to blame anyone, of course, but the city wanted him back on that court and he was not yet fully recovered. Um, and so if, you know, if we had waited another month or so, just, sat out of the season, you know, let, let him heal. Um, he most likely would not have gotten injured again and we could have held on to Derrick Rose, um, and gone for another run. Um, and even though he did get injured, I bet he would have bounced back again if they hadn't traded him to the Knicks. Um, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. I think there's a lot for a lot of players and right. It's not even in basketball. It's in all sports, right? Injury, some certain injuries can be really detrimental to their careers, right? It can, it can ruin the trage- the trajectory of was supposed to be a superstar. And I think mm-hmm. in his case, yeah, it was probably the pressure, but I don't think you can really blame it. I think mm-hmm. when you have two injuries that are that are that serious, it's really hard to get back to form. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't think they did a bad job by trading him after a second injury. I think it was probably a smart move just to just because it maybe it would have been I, I, again I, I don't know really what they did but maybe it would have been for cap space who knows yeah I, potentially you yeah. probably know but right you can't have an injured superstar it's the same thing for example you know what I mean like John Wall's been out for 2 years and yeah the the Wizards keep playing him but let's say they wanted to bring in another superstar mm-hmm. to help Bradley Beal right yeah John Wall would need to take a pay cut or yeah, I mean, he, I think I'm pretty sure he's, he's going to be back next season, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's, those type, it's those types of things where they might need cap space or they might just want to get rid of a player <laughs> and his value really goes down. So, yeah. Um, so next on the agenda, Luca and uh, Trey, um, incredible, very young players. You can even add Jason Tatum to that list. Um, he's still young at uh, the age of, what was it, 22. Um, yeah. These guys, you know, I've seen so many posts about, um, like, Luca, Trey, Jason Tatum um, as kids saying, these guys are running the league in 10 years. And it really looks like it's going to be that way um, if they keep playing the way they've been playing. And, you know, you can already put Luca 
you can already put all three of those guys in the conversation of you can put them all in the same sentence as LeBron and um, you know, even uh, AD, you can put them all in that same sentence with them. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I agree with you to an extent. I, I think for Luca, definitely, and Jason Tatum, I think after after the All Star break, especially, yeah, he was an All Star, but he really he really started to get really in in great form. And I think probably what you're saying, probably you're right about maybe next year or maybe in two years. But for now, I think they're 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 a little below right AD. Giannis, Kawhi, uh, Harden, and LeBron. Just a little, mm-hmm. in my opinion, please. I, I've been looking at some stats where it was like, Trey Young has nailed, like, um, I think I think it was like 11 out of 15 threes from way deep. And Steph Curry has nailed like 5 out of 200 from way deep. Not uh, 10 out of 200 from deep. Um, yeah. Trey Young is most definitely the next Steph, you know. Luca is most definitely the next. You could even say Prime D Rose, and Jason Tatum, like the next Kevin Durant. Uh, uh yeah, Kevin Durant. Um, I think I think Luca. I think Luca's the next. I think I think Luca's gonna be undisputedly the best player in, in five years. Yeah, MVP. No. Um, MVP and contender, and I think uh, about Trey Young. I agree with you. I think he's definitely going to be the next step in terms of three-point shooting and the ability just to score. Mm-hmm. But I think until he can make his team at least go to the playoffs, right? Which is, for with Tatum and Luka, they've done that. I think this is Luka's second season, and he brought his teams to the playoffs. And Tatum, well, Tatum was has always been in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I think if Trey's going to need Trey's going to need to win a little more. Yeah. Trey, Trey, the Hawks are a very young team in John Collins, Trey Young, um, and their other young pieces that they have. If they just could bring in a vet, um, of course, Vince Carter is a vet, but he's one, retiring, and two, you know, just one vet isn't enough to teach those young guys. They could just bring in a couple vets um, to help their growth as players, but also vets that can change the game on the floor and put up good numbers. Um, the Hawks and Trey could definitely be a good team. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I think it's a process, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so great about the NBA compared to maybe even football or especially soccer is that you, they really do have long careers, Mm-hmm. And right, like it's it's a sport where they can really you can you can know that even though they're what Luca Jason Tatum's twenty two in ten years will be thirty two, but he, he'll still be a great player if he's healthy and he and he just keeps his trajectory. So I think I think yeah, that's that's a great thing about basketball. And I think for sure in a few years the Hawks will be up there and they'll be in the playoffs and they'll be fighting. But mm-hmm. I agree with you; they got to bring some vets, and I think maybe just get used to playing with each other. I think. Right, Capella got traded on February, so they haven't had a full season. They can put him to use. John Collins is great, super athletic. So yeah, for sure, I agree with you there. They have a they have a promising team. Yeah, and it definitely seems like they're setting up a lot of cat space to do something big because they haven't made a big move in quite a while, unless we consider Clint Capella a big move. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but out of those three teams, you know if. If Luca were in the same position as Trey, um, uh, eventually going to be a great team. But for now, just you know, neutral record, um, a couple more losses than wins. If Luca and Jason were put in that situation, who would be able to carry the most? Who would be able to carry that team the most? Between those two? Um, between all three of them, including Trey. Oh, Luca. Yeah. No question about it. I mean, look, they're all three great players in the future of the league, but the fact of the matter is that of those three, Luca's the one with the most skill, the most talent, and already is showing stuff that, right, Jason Tatum for sure is showing that too, but we haven't really seen him be able to involve other guys the way Luca can. Mm-hmm. He, he can take over a game scoring, but 
and defensively, but he can't really engage the other players, which is something out of the three Luca can do the best, and he can do it consistently. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm honestly a little surprised. Though he's young, I'm a little surprised you, Luca wasn't in the MVP conversations. He was in the conversations, but he wasn't in that top three of LeBron, AD, and Harden. Don't get me wrong, those are all great players, but Luca had very similar numbers to all of them, putting up 29 points, nine assists, and nine rebounds. At a point guard, nine rebounds, it's like Bam Adebayo and his assists at center. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. But I think I think it's just you also have to look at it just from the viewpoint of who's voting, mm-hmm. right? A few people are just gonna be like Luca's too young or he hasn't made enough of an impact because I think different to the NBA, uh, I mean sorry to the NFL, mm-hmm. the the person the the MVP really has to be someone who's winning a lot. Mm-hmm. We've seen guys in the NFL who win Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive or Rookie of the Year, or coach. I mean, except coach of the year who are, right, they're not, they're not in a winning team. But I think to be in the NBA and be an MVP, you've got to be, like, a real top six, not top, top, top eight contender. Mm-hmm. And then Trey Young um, putting up great numbers as well last season with uh, 30 points, nine and a half assists, and four rebounds. Um, you know, I, I, man, if he had a couple veterans on his team that can – like I said earlier, that can really put up good numbers. They would be a, I'm I'm gonna say they can be a powerhouse of a team. Um, and then yeah, so Luca and Trey, most definitely each gonna have several MVPs in a couple of years when LeBron is fading out. Giannis, Giannis is gonna be in the league for a while because he's still young, um, yeah. and extremely dominant. Um, but then Zion. You know, we talked a little bit, little bit about this the other day. Zion is also definitely a future MVP, um, as well as Ja. So will Zion and Ja be able to put up a fight against Luca and Trey um, in the league? I mean, I think there's a difference between uh, I think Ja probably. I mean, I I, I don't know yet, Alex, because it's it's a different comparison mm-hmm. because of the teams they're in and also the playing styles. Mm-hmm. Ja, ja, like uh, Tigo said last episode, is more of a Russell Westbrook, where Luca is more of a sh- Luca is more of a shooter, mm-hmm. and they they have really different shot selections mm-hmm. as well as playing styles. I think Luca likes to play more slow. He likes to be able to be in control, where Ja likes to use his explosiveness. Mm-hmm. And I, same thing with Trey Young, right? He's more of a he's more of a, sh- a spot a shooter. Yeah, right? I think I think so, Luca can do it all. I think he's yeah. not only a shooter, but he can drive as well. But go on. Definitely. No, I agree with you. I'm just talking about in terms of pure explosiveness. I think the playing styles between both those three are different, and they're all point guards. And then in terms of Zion, I don't know. I think we got to see him in a full season. And I think it's 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 it's, it's not – it's too close to call because, like, you don't know what's going to happen to his knees because his knees really are supporting, like, 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And there's – I mean, it's it, honestly, it's just, it's real, it's a lot to support mm-hmm. for the for the type of athleticism that that he has. So mm-hmm. we gotta see. Hopefully, his knees don't give out. Nothing gives out. So and yeah. his shoes too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, another kind of random question that just popped into my head. If you chose, you know, thinking about Zion and Ja, made me think about. If you were to choose four contestants for the dunk contest, who would they be, current NBA players? Oh, uh, that's easy. I think Zion for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, ja, maybe. I think I think I would like to see LeBron. He's, ne- he's never been in one. It's been 17 seasons. I would like to see LeBron in one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Taco Fall. I feel like he could try to dunk on, like, a 13-foot hoop, and I would definitely win it. So, yeah. What about you? Um, if I had to choose four, I'd say Zach Levine for sure. Um, Aaron Gordon, Giannis, and Ja. Yeah. Um, so now moving on to the main topic of today's podcast, free agency. Um, this year's not a super packed free agency, but you do have a couple big names and young names, um, such as Anthony Davis, Brandon Ingram, DeMar DeRozan, 
Fred Van Vliet, Montrez Harrell, Gordon Hayward, Bog- Bogdan Bogdanovich, Goran Dragic, Davis Bertans, and Danilo Gallinari. Um, I'm going to say who has player options, unrestricted free agent, and uh, restricted free agent. Um, Anthony Davis has a player option. Brandon Ingram is a restricted free agent. DeMar DeRozan has a player option. Fred Van Vliet has an unrestricted free is a f- unrestricted free agent. Montrez Harrell ha- is an unrestricted free agent. Gordon Hayward has a player option. Bogdan Bogdanovich is a restricted free agent. Goran Dragic is an unrestricted free agent, as well as Davis Bertans and Danilo Gallinari are also unrestricted free agents. Um, a unrestricted free agent means they can sign with any team they want. Um, a restricted free agent means um, it allows players to sign with any team, but their current team that they play with can match that offer. And a player option means um, a player option is where the player can decide whether to stay with their team or leave to become unrestricted. Um, an example of this is if a player has a three-year contract with a player option, they can decide to stay for a fourth year. Um and so I think we should start from the bottom of the list with Danilo Gallinari and work our way up. Yeah. Um, Danilo Gallinari, unrestricted free agent. I think yeah. he's going to stay with the Thunder. Um, he's got a decent contract. It's a little big, but he's really still a flourishing player. Uh, made a big impact during the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. And I think he, he's been a good player for a few years now. I think um, he definitely showed it last year when he was um, – <laughs> When he was playing with, uh, when he played that series against Golden State, mm-hmm. and yeah, in terms of his contract, he's earning twenty-two million a season, which, for someone who's not necessarily, right, uh, he's a great player, but he's not necessarily a superstar. Mm-hmm. That that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's that's a very generous contract. And then again, I think you're right. He's playing in a great team, mm-hmm. who's promising, and he he can, like you said, he can flourish even more. And he can help other players. So, yeah, I would say he's staying. Yeah, he's definitely a great shooter for his position. Um, and he makes a difference on the court. He he has great games, especially against that series against Houston. Yeah. Um, Davis Bertans, number nine with the Wizards, also an unrestricted free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if he left, honestly. Um you know, you yeah. never know. I mean, with John Wall coming back, that may encourage him to stay. But honestly, I don't think I can predict uh, this one just because Davis Bertans. I don't know a lot about him, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, I know he played for San Antonio, and then, of course, he went to um, – I mean, if you look at it, I think the he's – I'm not sure how much he's played this season, but the Wizards in, the, in those big positions, they have two uh, – Promising players, they have Wagner, who from mm-hmm. Michigan, who I think is in his second or third year. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Roy Hachimura, yeah. who's yeah, a rookie this year, mm-hmm. who put up good numbers. So I think maybe if he wants more playing time, he'll definitely go to another team. But I think they're, that's a toss-up, right? So mm-hmm. The Wizards, the Wizards yeah. they have John Wallback next season and Bradley Beal alongside Roy Hachimura. And Mo yeah. Wagner, they could be contenders. You know, it could be the eight seed, but still, that's a that's a contender. Um, John Wall's getting up there in years, um, but if he recovers fully and is playing back um, like he was in 2018, or I'm sorry, when did he get injured? Was it 2018? Yeah, 2018. If he's playing the way he was playing before injury in 2018, um, they could definitely be a contender for eight or seven seed in the East. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, and I think, I mean, about John Wall, he's thirty, so he still has he still has probably four years to be at a at a top level. I mean, if if he if he's able to play well after his injury, so yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think I think he's gonna stay. I think he we've seen what Bill can do over these last few years, especially mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, and I think he he's confident that if he comes back healthy. And they have a pretty good group of guys. Maybe get another shooter in there. They, they can definitely be be a playoff team. They can they can definitely surprise the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Um, coming in number eight, Goran Dragic. We talked a lot about him last episode. Um, yeah. Of course, last night's game against the Celtics, not great. 
Um, but you know, it's just a it's just a little slump for him. He is an unrestricted free agent. Um, and Jimmy Butler has got um, a $32.7 million contract at 31 years old. Goran Dragic has got a $19.2 million contract at 34 years old last season, or I guess this current season. Um, keeping in mind that the projected cap room is at $115 million for next season. Um, yeah. I think they're going to re-sign him for another year or two. But after that, he's going to be, you know, 36 years old after two years, getting up there in age. Yeah, I mean, that's, of course, a factor, but I think I think you're right. And I think he, he's been – he was there when Miami won, won with LeBron, and I, I think he, it's been his home for a few years. And I think now he has a chance to still be a, good, a great player on a team and still help out the team and get quality minutes. So I don't think, I don't think he's moving. Yeah, he, you know – um, when Kendrick Nunn was starting at point guard before he had his little injury, um, as soon as Goran Dragic starting, uh, I can't talk. <laughs> as soon as Goran Dragic started um, starting for the Heat, he he started putting up great numbers, especially during the playoffs. So yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I think I think I think he's gonna stay. Yeah. Next up, uh, number seven, Bogdan Bogdanovich, another player I don't know a lot about. Um, yeah. He is, a, he's on the Kings. Um, he is a restricted free agent. Um, he's probably going to stay for at least until he is an unrestricted free agent. Um, if you know, if the Kings can't bring in more talent for him to work with, of course he's a young, evolving player. If the Kings can't bring in another bigger talent to work with. I think he's going to leave in a couple of years from now, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think he might leave this season. Cause I think when you look at it, right, he he's in terms of, he's not that young. I think he's 28. So <clears throat> right. Yeah. He might be, he might, if he, if he, if he wants to win a championship while he's really at his best while he's producing, I think, I think he'll, he'll definitely He'll definitely be looking for a team. Maybe, for example, the Rockets, right? He's a shooter, and he, he can handle the ball well. So definitely could be a second-unit player to relieve James Harden or Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. the Rockets. So Yeah. And, you know, with Buddy Hild and Darren Fox still evolving as well as players, um, yeah, as I said, if they just can bring in one more big talent, he, he'd be set. But, uh, yeah, if they can't pull through there – He's he's gonna Houston is definitely a good option for him, um, especially if they keep on rolling with that small ball lineup. Um, coming in number six, Gordon Hayward. We talked about him a little earlier. Um, he's got a player option. Um, you know, even if the if the Celtics win or lose this, I think he's gonna stay. I think he's gonna decide to use his player option and stay for another year. Um, but you know, especially if. Uh, the Celtics can hang on to Jalen Brown and and uh, and Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, I mean, I yeah, I I agree. He's he's probably gonna he's probably gonna hang on. And I think being a being in a team where there's more superstars gives him gives him an ability to not have to be that number one provider. Because I think because of all the injuries he's had. In the last few three two years, I I don't think he can really do that anymore. So. Yeah, he and he deserves it too, especially before he got his uh, nasty injury a couple of years ago. He was he was one of the he was getting in that conversation of one of the best players in the league. Um, yeah, I mean not top five, but you know top fifteen, top ten. Yeah, for sure. Um, number five, we also talked about him a little while ago in our last episode, Montrez Harrell. Um, is an unrestricted free agent. He, you can tell, he just brings so much energy to the Clippers bench. I'm sure the Clippers are going to want to keep him, and I'm pretty sure he's going to want to stay with the Clippers. Um, you know, if if the Rockets were to offer him a contract for their small ball lineup, um, you know, being a six nine center, I believe, um, yeah. but of course also being able to play power forward. He'd be a great piece for several teams who want to go small ball next season. But I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to stay. I, yeah, I agree he's going to stay. And I think for in terms of the Rockets, I think 
the thing about the Rockets that helps them so much is that even in the small ball lineup, really anyone on the court can shoot. And I think that's something Montrez doesn't really have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that reason, I don't. I think he could be definitely a great asset, but he could just ruin kind of the fluidity and mm-hmm. the how dangerous they can be as a team because they're so versatile, each one of them. So I think mm-hmm. if he if he does leave, it probably will be for money. Mm-hmm. And if he does, I don't think I don't think the Rockets will will want him necessarily because they they already had him before and. Yeah, they let him. Um, and you know, uh, with Kawhi's contract of thirty-two point seven mil at twenty-nine, and PG's contract at thirty-three mil at thirty, and uh, even Patrick Beverly's contract at twenty uh, twelve point three mil at thirty-two years old, um, Montrez is gonna want definitely after the season he's just had, he's gonna want a lot more money than six million, which is what he made. Um last season or I guess again this current season yeah um but Wait, how much did he what are you gonna say how much did he make uh six mil six mil yeah he'll, he'll probably you're right he's he's gonna want to restructure that contact that contract for sure yeah um also I forgot to go over the Celtics when we were talking about Gordon Hayward um yeah. I forgot to go over, you know, Gordon Hayward's getting paid 32.7 mil. Um, he might start to get s- smaller and smaller contracts, yeah. um, especially with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who are going to be free agents in the next couple of years um, at 22 and 23 years old. Those are going to be some giant contracts in a couple of years. Um, so they're definitely going to start wanna- wanting to bring down Gordon Hayward's contract. Um and, you know, he, as we said, he's most likely going to stay, but he might even want to dip his feet in, into the free agency pool. Um, I don't know. I, that's a line that I got from 2K. But um, anyway, yeah. uh, number four, Fred Van Vliet, uh, unrestricted free agent. Um, he, he he seems very happy on the Raptors as a uh, six man um, behind Kyle Lowry. Uh mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry is definitely starting to get up there in age as well. Fred Van Vliet is, what, tw- uh, 28? Um, 26. Um, so How much? Fred Van Vliet last season made 9.3 mil. Oh, okay, yeah, no. I think, yeah, if you, can I jump in? Yeah. I think, I think for, for a few players, especially because he's 28, right? So he's not, he's nearing... He he's in his peak and he he'll probably be off of it in the next three to four years. I think he's probably gonna want to rack up that money right now. Mm-hmm. And he probably just himself in terms of how he feels as a player, he probably feels that because of how much he provides and how 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 useful he is and how important he is to the team, he's probably gonna be asking for more. But I think the Rockets will. I mean, sorry, the Raptors will happily give give him that money because they don't want to leave. Actually, in Toronto. They started mm-hmm. the same thing they used to do with Kawhi. You remember, like, the Kawhi and Dine, where Kawhi had all these restaurants where he could eat for free if he stayed? Oh, <laughs> I don't, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they started one for him, too. So I think he's loved by the city, and he's been there for so long that I think that there's probably it's, – it's, it's a really small chance he leaves. Yeah, and Kyle Lowry making 33.3 mil, um, yeah. being 34 years old. He's kind of in the same situation as Gordon Hayward. He's a good player, but he's getting old with a giant contract, and they're going to start wanting to bring that contract down slowly when Kyle Lowry is a free agent, if they even decide to hang on to Kyle Lowry. Pascal Siakam as well, um, only being paid 2.3 mil um, this season, but I'm nope. sure when he's a free agent, he's going to want more as well. No, but sorry to interrupt, but that 2.6 that's for this season, and then he, next season. Do you remember this off season? He got, uh, I think it was four years, one twenty eight. So, an extension. Oh, really? oh yeah, he so, had an extension. Okay. Yeah, so, so Siakam is secured. I think Ibaka is happy there, so he's probably gonna stay. And I think in terms of Lowry, he, he's still he's still really good, and he's still an all star type of player, mm-hmm. and he's still super useful to the team. So I think they're gonna keep him on that wages, and they're gonna be able to. They're going to be able to have Van Fleet on higher wages 
I'm, I, I, if I'm the Raptors, I would not be worried. I think, I think that core is going to stay intact for a few more years for sure. Yeah. Um, number three, uh, DeMar DeRozan on the Spurs has a player option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure DeMar DeRozan would want to stay, but I don't know if the Spurs organization, um, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, obviously I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't follow the Spurs, um, yeah. as much as other teams. Of course, I know people who do, um, who are from San Antonio, but you know, DeMar DeRozan, um, giant contract, 31 years old, um, 27.7 mil at 31 years old. Um, and you know, if, if the Spurs can bring in some younger talent, um, DeMar would definitely be better. He, he had his games there. Um, and you know, I think he's gonna, I think he's, I think he's most likely going to take his player option and then hop into free agency and see what he can get. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to know, right? Mm -hmm. But, I know it sounds crazy, but maybe he'll want to go back. I, I mean, maybe if he accepts, like, a really low contract, I think it would be nice for him to go back to Toronto. Right? Yeah, I'm sure the fans would love that. Um, the, Kyle Lowry would, would love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think he, he's still he's 31, so that's still, that's still relatively young. And he's still putting up numbers. And I think any team – and the, I think the Raptors would, would love to have him. And I think the trade that they made for him – it made sense, right? And mm-hmm. having him back would also make sense right now. Yeah. Just because we we saw that in in the clutch, they right against um. Sorry, I'm blanking on who got who they. Yeah, the Celtics eliminated them. We saw that the, Pascal Siakam had a few problems with scoring. Right. He, mm-hmm. They made the move of him just spinning. So, I think yeah, it would be it would be nice to have him back. Yeah, and. DeMar is the kind of player that is incredible alongside another great player, but he's yeah. not the kind of guy that can carry a team on his back just on his own. No offense to Spurs fans, of course, but um, number two, uh, these are the two biggest names of free agency for sure. Brandon Ingram on the Pelicans. He's a uh, restricted free agent. I don't see any reason in the world he would leave. Um, of course, just bringing in Zion, um, Drew Holiday to feed him the ball. He, and he's just, he's going to be up there um, with MVP conversations in the next couple of years as well, I believe. Yeah, I think I think he's growing into his own every every single year, right? Mm-hmm. And I think just, I think he, he was already a great player and we already knew so much about his potential, but simply just because he was in the Lakers and he wasn't really the primarily the primary scorer mm-hmm. and they weren't really a successful team before right lebron came in mm-hmm. and that year they failed but right they got more attention <laughs> yeah so i think i think he's young and he definitely i i don't i don't see any reason why he wouldn't stay yeah but this that kind of brings up the question you brought up lebron coming to the uh lakers and yeah. them trading away brandon ingram um kind of brings up the question Will Zion, Zion's going to turn into the main scorer, and will that make Brandon Ingram not as happy on the Pelicans not being their main scorer? I mean, that's a hard thing to think about because when we we saw uh, in college, Zion was able to work really well with R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. They and R.J. was the number three pick, so obviously he played great in college. He was a, a great scorer, and he was able to feed him the ball. So, yeah, I understand your point about Zion being the, probably the primary scorer and the guy that the fans and the team is going to want to have the ball in his hands. But I think it might it might help Brandon Ingram just to improve himself more as a passer and as a yeah as a passer of the ball and be able to distribute a little bit better than he is right now. Mm-hmm. And finally, coming in at number one, Anthony Davis. Lakers player option. I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd say he'd be crazy not to go back, um, especially if they win this championship with the Lakers this year with LeBron. Um, I mean, you never know how many years LeBron's got left. I mean, he's LeBron. 
Um, you heard you heard his wife, I forget her name, talk about how much LeBron has to do to keep his body in shape. Um, you never know how many more years LeBron's got. So Anthony Davis has got to just stick with him um, until at least until they win a championship, if not until LeBron retires. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tricky situation, and I think I think he'll AD will probably stay. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think we you're we're, we also forgot to talk about one big name is Giannis, but yeah, in terms of AD. Mm-hmm. He, I think they made him an offer. It was like twenty six mil a year, and he declined. So that probably is just him, just knowing that he's worth a lot to the team, that he's really important. <clears throat> he's a, he's great with the fans. They they love him. Mm-hmm. So he's probably trying to get as much money as possible, which yeah. you can't blame in that situation. He knows his worth. So yeah, I think they'll definitely be able to get a job done, and I mean a contract done. And right, they're they're probably gonna win this year. So mm-hmm. why would they? Um, of course, AD is making 27.1 mil um, this current season. LeBron yeah. is making 37.4 mil at 35. And Danny Green is making 14.6 mil at 33. Um, you know, Danny Green's again in that situation that Gordon Hayward and Kyle Lowry are in, getting up there in years. And they're going to, um, AD is going to start asking for more. LeBron, I think LeBron's happy with how much he's making at his age. I mean, to be honest, I don't think, I don't think, I think LeBron cares about winning. And I don't think, yeah. let's be honest here, money isn't, LeBron could play for free. Mm-hmm. So LeBron still gets, you know, how many, how many ever endorsements and Space Jam and Sprite and all that. And I don't think for him, it's LeBron. I, I don't think he really cares about money because he, mm-hmm. he, he has, he has, yeah, right. He's probably, he's close to being a billionaire. So I think he wants the best for his team. And I think, He'll, he'll, if he needs to, he'll he'll take a pay cut, and I think Danny Green will too. I don't mm-hmm. see any reason why not. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I just wanted to go over: um, projected cap room currently is predicted at one fifteen mil. Um, one hundred fifteen mil. It's slowly decreasing um, since the preseason issues that the league was having with China. Um, you know, they they were just not cooperating. And eventually they're predicting, um, you know, if the NBA can't fix this, you know, the teams might have to start cutting back a lot more than they normally would have to. Um, so if <laughs> what would happen if, you know, the Lakers had to get rid of Danny Green and the Clippers had to get rid of Patrick Beverly you know, the Raptors had to get rid of Fred Van Vliet. Celtics had to get rid of Jalen Brown. You know, what would happen to the league in that case? Um, I think the smaller teams would jump um, would jump on that opportunity. Um, you know, the smaller yeah. teams, uh, not smaller teams, but kind of teams that are rebuilding, um, who are building up a lot of cap space, that would be perfect for them. But those big teams are just hoping that the NBA can resolve this issue so they can hang on to them. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because especially here in American sports, there, there's less, for example, in soccer, you can actually buy players. So, for example, if let's say for some reason the Raptors wanted AD, they could just buy him. Mm-hmm. So I think here it's it's much more fair. And I think I agree with you. It could hypothetically happen. But I think if that does end up happening, I think – I don't think, for example, Jalen Brown will leave. I think they'll probably make – if Ennis Cantor is making a little more, they'll make him take a pay cut or mm-hmm. Daniel Tyson thing or um, Gordon Hayward. I don't, I don't think they're going to – the Celtics will get rid of Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum mm-hmm. for that matter. Uh, the Clippers will pro- – I think the thing with Patrick Beverly is he's, he brings a, a lot of energy, but he can also right, be one of the downfalls of the team. Because mm-hmm. the, there'll be nights where he has like two points, three assists, and like six fouls in in the beginning of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it would be that much of an impact. And they still have mantras to bring energy. So Yeah. Um, and last but not least, there was, I you know, this was just something that kind of popped into my head like a year ago. Um, yeah. 
And that would be, what if the league were to do a complete reset? So all the players are put in the free agency, every single player. And there was a 12-round yeah. draft, 12 yeah. rounds. And they'd, do, they'd put all the teams like they do for the draft lottery. And, yeah. you know, the first pick would probably take LeBron. Uh, second uh, pick would take Luka, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, on that thing, I would, th- I would think the young players would be number one. Mm-hmm. As good as LeBron is, right? LeBron's thirty-five. Like, yeah, he's kind, of, he's kind of a god, you know, <laughs> at how he's playing thirty-five on that level. Mm-hmm. But I think teams would be looking to build their future. So for sure, <clears throat> top five would be Tatum, um, Doncic, uh, Giannis, Giannis, uh, yeah, Trey Young, mm-hmm. and then. You- You'd have other players, for example, Jalen Brown, Michael Porter Jr., Jokic, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, those mm-hmm. guys. More of the already big stars who are going to decline. These guys haven't reached their peak yet. So. Yeah. I mean, you take LeBron if you're, you want to contend immediately, though. Um, if you were to come out of this draft and want to win the very first season after the reset. But, you know, that... I'm sure the I'm I mean I know a lot of players wouldn't be happy with this idea, but that would just completely shake up the league, you know. Yeah. Um, it would be very fun to see. Um, but that's always something that I've hoped for. I don't know why, but I just thought it would be really cool, you know. Um, to see I don't know Jokic to the Heat and Butler to the Rockets and you know, <laughs> just everyone complete reset. So um, that'll do it for this week's On the Fast Break. Um, next week, is our next episode, I guess, is Rookie Talk. Just going over all the rookies. Um, not only even rookies, just young players. Players that have been in the league for less than four or five years. Um, yeah. So, of course, we'll go more in depth into Luca and Trey Young. Um, but we'll also bring in RJ Barrett. Um, you know, we're also, we're also going to bring in Brandon Ingram a little more, um, those young guys. So that's going to be interesting, uh, conversation next, uh, next episode. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. Um, and we'll see you next episode. Thanks for being here, Martin. No problem. All right. See you. See you. Stay safe. You too.